Uh, why not take a break? Pause that game you're playing, you know, that one you're playing right now, and listen to Nintendvania instead. Welcome to the show. This is a fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or JT if you like. I, I don't mind JT. Call me that if you want. And in this episode, we are discussing, is Pokemon getting a real run for its money? We're going to discuss Power World and all the potential Pokemon ramifications, even compare some of the Pokemon designs they've uh, taken the liberty to uh, use in their creations. Uh, the 3DS and the Wii U online services have a confirmed end date, so uh, no more Splatoon original to play, no more Super Mario Maker to share those worlds, and we're going to tell you which date that is. It's been five years since the delay of Metro Prime 4. Oh, I feel sad every time I talk about this. We're going to deep dive into what we want out of the title, though, because it's been way too long. This is the year. We're going to manifest it. Let's make it happen and uh, talk about what we want. And for Weird Nintendo, following this uh, Pokemon Van Gogh display um, we saw in Europe, uh, four workers from the museum um, in Amsterdam no longer work with the company. We're going to like go over why that is the case. I think some shady things might have occurred. But to help me navigate through this episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. This person is a gaming YouTuber, content creator, podcaster, and a big fan of all things Metroidvania. They are the perfect guest to chat with me on Metroid Prime 4 and even Prince of Persia. It is Jeff Troidvania. How you going, mate? Thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, you are. Uh, I found you on uh, Twitter or X, as we call it now. Um, big uh, Metroidvania fan. You're like me. You've used Vania in the, your your your, your brand, your online presence. So um, what's your background with uh, Nintendo and then uh, uh, Metroidvanias from there on? You know, it's kind of funny is I, I've been, I guess, like through my entire life, I've been super into the genre and never even realized it. It took me yep. until I was 34, which was like two years ago. And I was, I remember I was playing the Ori games for the first time. Oh, and nice. then Metroid Dread was announced. And then I was like, man, really excited about Metroid Dread. And I was talking to my friend, uh, who is the the previous co-host of my uh, my podcast? You know, uh, he I was talking to him about these games. And I'm like, wow, all right. Uh, I guess I guess I'm a fan of Metroidvanias, <laughs> but yeah, I I've just I think the structure of them is just something captivating to me. It's just, I don't know, and like, there's always like I love collecting in games, mm. so that's there's always something stuff to find and collect. So that's that's always been. Uh, something good about metroidvanias for me nice it's um yeah like so for some people like they really click with it like i think us do like with uh going around finding the items i, f- I feel like it's a gamer's game because i think for some people like very casual gamers it's not the type of game to delve into and it's one of those things like after if, if you really like games uh, metroidvanias provide that real sort of scratch that itch if you will in terms of a uh, like really core like fun gameplay mechanics and uh yeah, the satisfaction of finding items and going to new areas. But um, uh, so it's so a Metroid. Is that a big um one for you? Which which game in particular? If that was the case, for me it was Metroid. Um, Metroid Fusion was the, yeah. the one that really got me into um Metroidvanias, and I remember I just I would play that in my my GBA like over and over and over again, and. Then it, when it, they dropped it on NSO, I I immediately I bought that expansion pack for it and yeah. started playing it on there. I love that's my, I, I think I think it's for me it's it's almost as almost my top one. I think Dread for me is the best Metroid, but Fusion's definitely up there. 
I uh, yeah, they're very different Metroid games, aren't they? Uh, Fusion with the sort of uh, li- mm. more linearness to it, um, and the story with uh, with Adam, and then um, uh, yeah, Dread obviously being uh, not as uh, linear, um, and a few other mechanics into it. But uh, I love both. I think Fusion has a lot more love these days than it used to, which 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 warms my heart because I think um, a lot it got a lot of hate back in the day for being so different. Um, but uh, I, I appreciate how different it is for that reason. But um, so so Jeff. For you, what um, t- tell me about bit about your your content that you create and and do uh, you you've got your own YouTube, you sort of uh, make videos for that as well. Um, so so what do you do with that for, for everyone listening as well? Um, <clears throat> I try to make just like a, a a good variety of things for my videos. Uh, at one point I was making a lot of like how to videos for like how to do certain things in games. Like mm. when Starfield came out, I made a a few how tos because. Starfield was one of those games that I didn't really... The game doesn't do well to really teach you how to play it. So I made a lot of those. I, I tried to do news at some point, like video game news, but it's kind of hard when you have those full-time YouTubers like the um, RGT85s and the... Spawn Waves. Uh, Spawn Waves of the world. Yeah, Spawn Wave has a video, like a full fully produced video up every morning at like 8 in the morning. Like uh, it's, it's crazy, it's, isn't You know, it? I can't... I can't keep up with like, and then the, with the news stuff, I would write up a video and then before it was even done, like I would record it and start editing it. And then the news would change. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, especially recently with uh, the whole, the Bayonetta three thing with the voice actor, mm. like it's the, when the news first broke, it was like, it, everything, the perspective was this. And then like more information came out. And I never released a video about it, and I'm glad I didn't because my video is so focused on this. And yep. then this other news came out, and it's like it's so hard to keep up. So I try to not do news, but I, I try to do more like reviews lately. Yeah, nice. Um, I remember that Bayonetta three news saga. That 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 was all over the place, wasn't it? Uh, it was this, and then yeah. no, she was lying. It wasn't this case, and people were like <laughs> just like fact checking everything. It was yeah, uh, unreal, and um. Totally get what you mean. Um, I mean, I, I cover a lot of news on my podcast here, and, and it's fortnightly. So, uh, but like, we're talking about Power World today, and it's been like yeah. two weeks ago. Um, it happened. It happened pretty well when uh, my last episode recorded. So, so that's my uh, the issue with my format sometimes. But uh, we're not always just news here, which uh, which makes it uh, a little bit easier. So, um, uh, v- very good. I, I do like Spawn Wave and RG too. I I, I do. Uh, watch them to keep me up to date. The, the news wave, uh, John, I think is his name, isn't it? Uh, the Spawn Wave every morning. Yep. It's uh, yeah, he, he works very hard. Uh, yep, and you can definitely tell. Uh, you know, had to have your day job as that to uh, to make it <laughs> work. Otherwise, uh, you you would literally get no sleep or, or no time to play games, which is I think uh, probably not the point of any of what we're doing. All right, uh, right. Jeff, we uh, I've got some. I've got a little segment that I call. Uh, Wrong button, Josh. I need to get back into the groove. Ice climbers. Breakers. So these are icebreakers. So I get to ask you some things just to get you get to know you a bit more with the, with the viewers. Um, yeah. We've already touched a little bit on this uh, with our discussion just then. Um, but I'm going to ask you, which IP should get the next Metroidvania treatment like Prince of Persia has recently with The Lost Crown? That's a that's a great question. I I know that the dev team had mentioned, or at least I read somewhere that they had mentioned that they would love to have they would love to be able to make a, a Zelda game, mm. and uh, I think that could be really good because Zelda already kind of lends itself to 
uh, the Metroidvania structure, right? So it like, does. it's more of collecting tools and keys versus the the like like platforming abilities. But I mean, really, it's they it's kind of an easy translation. So they could easily make like a, a you could you you really just like kind of reskin the the engine they're using for Prince of Persia and just make it Zelda and just do a brand new map. You honestly could. <laughs> it, it would work, it. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It would I, really work. And like the, the, the fighting with like swords and shields and stuff, I think mean, it'd be pretty easy to do, I think. Yeah, and it'd be like Zelda two in a way, that uh, if it was just a two D Metroid yeah. kind of style as well. Um the side scrolling action. So it's it's not uh, unlike anything we've seen before. Um yeah, it, it's it's one of those things because like Metrovania is. We'll talk about this. This is going to be a very Metrovania heavy episode, but it's just one of those um, <laughs> game genres, subgenres, really. That's not really a proper genre by itself because so many games, so many other games, sort of take elements of Metrovania to make you know their own different game. So um, yeah, I yeah through my love of Metroid and having played a lot more Zeldas over the last few years, I'm like yeah, these these games are pretty well the same thing, isn't it? Locked area, you need an item. Okay, once you get it, it opens up a whole bunch of things. Um, Zelda maybe it might be a bit more linear, but uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of similarities there to make it uh, a pseudo Metroidvania in some respects. So yeah. that, I like that. Um, outside of those, like Metroids and Zeldas, is there another big Nintendo IP that you really love and are passionate about? Oh, wow. Um, to, for them to... to give the metroidvania treatment i'm i'm not sure uh, it doesn't have to be metroidvania uh, I mean, but just anything um oh. and like sorry i should clarify like anything like outside of those big two ones um that you like if, if you really love uh mario or if you really like uh, splatoon then yeah another area that you yeah really like i'm a I'm really big fan of mario i i love mario odyssey and i mm. really do hope that nintendo comes out with another one like it they could they really could just take like like I was saying before with like Prince of Persia, just take like the same engine for Mario Odyssey and just give us a new game with this exactly the same. It runs exactly yep, the same, yep. platforms exactly the same. Just make us like a brand new game with a new story, new new worlds, and I would I would pay it. I'd pay full price. I'd be like just throw my wallet at it. <laughs> <laughs> just give me just give me that game right now. I would absolutely it was go such that a good out. game and like Yeah. Yeah, it it they and I know that's like they could easily do that and they could just throw together a game and, and sell it and make a ton of money. But I know that's not necessarily their, their, their strategy. They're probably making something brand new, which is probably going to be awesome. But yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely not Nintendo just to do a sequel and everything's exactly the same. Um, they're, they're, they're sticklers, aren't they? For making sure it's uh, something unique and different every time. Um, Every game pretty well is it in, under that umbrella for them. So, um, yeah, I, I will love whatever they have next for Mario. I, I don't have any doubt about that um, because they do such a good job every time. And so, um, yeah, if it's a Metroid Prime 4 this year, it is also new 3D platform Mario this year as well, I feel. It has to be. This year yeah. or next. I don't know. It has to be soon, sooner or later. <laughs> but... Um, all right, Jeff. Uh, I want to. I want to know what. What have you been playing? What's um. What's been something that's uh, taken your time lately that you've been uh, either enjoying or not enjoying? If you're not enjoying a game, you can tell me as well, and we can uh, we can go over that. Uh, I've I've really have had like no money, so <laughs> I've been trying to play <laughs> games that I already own. So uh, 
I've been uh, I've been streaming on on Twitch and I've been playing a lot of my favorite Metroidvania. So I just recently played through both Ori games. Uh, I'm gonna start playing Guacamelee one and two next. Nice. And I'm gonna go through all. I I went through my library on my Switch the other day because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do Guacamelee and then I'll maybe figure out something else. But I'm I'm looking through my library and I'm like, wow, I have at least like ten other games <laughs> that I can that play you could on stream. Play right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's, uh, a, there's a bunch of indie developers that are making games that have demos out for February for Steam. So I've been picking up a bunch of demos too. So Cool. Nice. Um, it's been cool. What's your favorite Ori game? The first or the uh, the second one? It's hard to say. I When I was playing, replaying the first one, I was like, oh, this one, I've <laughs> for some reason in my memory, I was like, oh, this one's definitely better. But then I started playing the second one again. And I was like, wow, okay, I forgot how good this one is and it's they're so different that it's you it's hard to really compare them because they're the combat and like the 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 way they they the graphics and everything is completely revamped into mm. but i think for me they they tried to expand it maybe a little bit too much in two and i think i like how more restricted things are in the first one because like the the scope is smaller Okay. And like the map is smaller. Yeah. So I think yeah. just it's it's a more tight experience. I think. Yep. Easier to more refine from that. I, I get that. Um, mm-hmm. or or is a blind spot for me because I I played about a couple of hours of the first game and I just got stuck on somewhere and it was just one of those times I got stuck. I didn't look it up and I've just haven't touched it since. And uh, like after hearing <laughs> so many good things about it, it was just. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's just I like I'm being an idiot and I've forgotten to do something, and uh, it's it's uh, you know denied me playing a really good game. So um, I need to get back into it. I've heard so many good things. I, I should just look up online how to get past this stage that I'm at, um, and, yeah. and and go from there. Because yeah, it is uh, yeah amazing from everything I've heard. Um, for me though, uh, played um, a lot of Prince of Persia. Uh, speaking of opposite of small maps, this map is huge. So I am about 20 yes. hours into this game. <laughs> um, you've been playing this as well, Jeff, Prince of Persia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I finished it the other day. Nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot to it. And if, you, uh, if you're stopping and trying to find and collect everything in every section of the map like I did, you're, yeah, you're spending dozens of hours in this game. It's, it's wild. Yeah, oh, it's, there's a lot of stuff. It is the biggest Metrovania I've ever played. Like, just, just like I keep thinking this is the limit of the map, and then I did. So, I'm, I'm like going east at the moment past uh, this really cool. I think it's my favorite scene past yeah. the wave in the water. I won't say too much more than that, but it's like that is so cool. The design and what they've done there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, man, it, I'm, I still need to go east. Like, like, holy heck, this place is huge. It's yeah. still going. Um. So, uh, like, you, you're getting bang for your buck, but I don't know. Is it too big? Is it too much going on? Um, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on that because there's at times I'm like, okay, I think this is, like, my expectation of it and I'm getting through it, but then, there's like, okay, there's more platforming. There's more things to go. Like, I'm slightly getting that, okay, like, I'm, like, enjoying my time, but I'm, I think I'm ready to finish it, and then it's, like, it's still going on. I don't know if you felt the same at all when you were playing. I Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it... It, it definitely in the very least borders on being too big of a map yeah. and a lot of it is the the collectibles some some of the stuff i really think doesn't need to be in the game uh i know a lot of people like like the skins and stuff in a game 
I think that the ones that they put in the game are they're I don't like them personally. And I mean, it's fine if you like them, whatever. But mm. <laughs> I think that it's uh, the stuff that they have you do and the amount you'd have you searching and finding like you'll you'll go through like this big labyrinth of a spot and then you'll get a coin and like the coins are only good for like upgrading certain things mm. and like you don't really use them all that much unless you're like really going through and trying to upgrade everything that you that you've bought all your amulets and stuff yeah and it's there's just like a, it's a lot and then you get like those really big platforming challenges and then they'll give you like like the like your the sash that's around your waist is purple like the skin <laughs> i'm, I'm getting like, stressed out from you just mentioning yeah. the the platforming it's uh man some some of this oh, stuff man. now is is incredibly hard and uh um i i had to use the portal a couple of times in my recent playthroughs just because there was like i've been able like most times like i i know what i need to do like you'll work out the pattern okay i need to do this and this and and you get through it but uh, there was just one particular section, and you have to go through this. You can't skip this platforming section like you can in others. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like incredible margin of um, when you have to press and do the buttons to, to um, dash across at the right time. I just kept hitting spikes. I, I did it at least 30 times, and I couldn't do it. And, and it was at the stage of, do I rage quit now, or do I actually get the help so I can keep enjoying what I'm like pretty well enjoying overall is a really good Metroidvania, so... I took the portal, um, went through that, but um, then I kept going, and there was another platforming area like shortly after that, and it's, it kind of like irked me slightly. Like, okay, like oh, I was ready to sort of uh, have a break from those, and so I literally teleported somewhere else and did some other things in the meantime, which was which was good. Um, but yeah, it, it, like yeah, I can't complain, I suppose, in a way because you can skip it, and so um, I, I'm very glad they have that option in there. They 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 knew they knew it was a hard game. Let's have these options in there, and uh, it makes it a lot more uh, accessible. So, um, yeah. But I, I overall, still really enjoying it. I'm like yeah, 20 plus hours in. Um, I still have a bit of a way to go. I think I'm like I'm gonna get to 30 hours, I reckon, at least for this game, which is which is cr- yeah crazy for Metroidvania. Um, I think I've heard people get to 40 if they want to collect everything and, and do everything in this game, which is absolutely mm. absolutely unreal. Um, but uh, what, what what difficulty? I actually stopped. I stopped collecting things and went straight to the end because I knew you I was like, right at the end. I'm at like ninety six percent collected of, of all the stuff, and I was wow. just like, you know what? I, I was looking at the map. I'm like, I don't know where uh, any of this stuff's gonna be because I've I've explored every part. And I'm like, I'll go back to it maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm not like it's not gonna bug me too much if I don't ever go back and collect hundred percent of it. But no. I was like, you know what? I'm like. I literally, it was, I had to just go to the last part and it was like the end. I was literally at the end. I'm like, okay. no, I'm just going to just beat it. Just, just, <laughs> just I'm, I'm ready. Let, 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 let's, let's, let's get this done. Yeah. I can play something else after this. So, um, not nice. Yeah, and I personally, I had great. to, I personally had to turn down the combat difficulty. Okay. Um, the platforming, I, I, for the most part, the, the, um, the stuff that the, you have to do, I was able to get through it without having to, to do anything. But the combat for me was was a lot. I had to turn. Actually, at one point, I turned a lot of it way down until yep. like I really got good at the timing, and then I started to like dial it all back up more towards. And I didn't never put it back towards like one, like the center. But yeah, it's it's a tough game. It it is hard. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm struggling on the, the this hard difficulty. I think because I'm the one above standard and. Uh, 
Um, oh, yeah. yeah there was one <laughs> boss I just could not do for like two days. I was just literally just um, grinding to get upgrades with amulets and, uh, you know, get more health potions or um, find more amulet mm-hmm. slots. And so I could like boost myself and then with the amulets just actually upgrade them at the uh, the blacksmith um, as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's like like like... I was determined to do it on the difficulty, even though it ruined me. I feel like so. Like th- th- this game's ruining me in a way, but like I'm I'm getting there, like mm-hmm. slowly. Um, but 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 still very much enjoying it overall, and uh, uh, it's pretty amazing what they've done. But but I think I know now. Like I think two weeks ago, I was like, I don't know if this is going like going to be me- better than Metro Dread. I'm like, no, no, Metro Dread's better. I I've worked that out <laughs> at least now. I I, lo- I love the story of Metroid and 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 how fluid that game is as well. Dread and um. Just, just what it means, uh, the ramifications at the end of that as well. So, um, so, so sometimes you don't need everything in a game to make it amazing and uh, the best. And I think Metro Dread uh, did it did it well in a way that I, I really liked. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, other one I was playing have been playing is Another Code. Um, I've nearly finished the first game in this two game collection. Um, this has been another sort of a side burning game. Um, uh, what tends to happen is I'll play Prince of Persia. I get annoyed at a point. I'll stop playing and I'll play another code for a bit and I just kind of relax and uh, this is a bit easier. I know what to do. To just follow mm. through with the motion um, and all that. And uh, yeah, uh, I've been enjoying my time with this one um, about uh, five hours in, maybe six at this point. Um, just, just a fun one to keep chipping away and I'm determined to, to uh, get to the end of the first game and then the second one as well. Um, you touch this one at all, Jeff? I played the demo, uh, not the whole demo, but I, pl- I played a little bit of the demo. Um, yeah, I got like to a point where I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like maybe it's not a game for me, but uh, I know a lot of people were really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think uh, yeah, a few people in our Discord have been very excited for it, and it's come out, and I think uh, gone met, met a lot of people's hopes and expectations, which I think is a, a very cool thing. Um, mm. Outside of that, <sighs> Golden Sun will get to. Um, I it's after these other two games, but uh, I just wanted to mention. Um, I got um a book called The History of Nintendo, and it's um sharing on the screen there for people watching on YouTube. Um, it's part one. It's from um Florent George's, I think is his name, but it literally like chronicles so much of Nintendo's history before games. So this part one anyway does from uh, eighteen eighty nine. 1980 when they were making the playing cards um you know toys for kids and then all the way up to the game and watch and so it's uh, going to be like a um i think it's a translated because he's a french and japanese speaking um linguist and so translated to english lots of pictures and sh- uh, images of like nintendo back in the day before they were making games and so i'm going to be um reading this every now and then maybe might might be my uh current reading book before going to bed and just sort of looking at the different things um, they've done back in the day because uh, um, I actually own the Ultra Hand, one of the original toys that Gunpei Yukoi, uh, the creator of the Game Boy, mm. um, has. And so um, just just amazing that it's just one of those toys that they actually exported to Australia where I'm from. Um, and I found one in a, a second-hand like, store like about an hour from where I, where I live. Um Called the Ultra Hand, um, big claw thing. I think it's on the front of the book here that you can use to grab things. Yep. And so um, referenced in mul- many Nintendo games throughout the years. And so um, 
cool to get some more information on that and uh, some actual background as well. So um, that'll be some fun for me uh, outside of playing some games. Um, anything else for you, Jeff, for playing or even like pickups or anything like that? No, I've just been, um, I've been kind of just, I haven't really been playing a ton of games this, this year so far, but uh, hopefully that'll that'll change. <laughs> I'll get to pick up some new stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to in the next few months? Uh, uh, you know, Prince of Persia was like the big one. The big one, yeah. Uh, well, there was a... There was something coming out recently, and now I just can't remember what it was. Um, Nintendo or if outside? It comes to me, I'll, if it comes to me, I'll mention it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, don't all really good. remember, all good. though. All good. All right. We'll keep moving on because uh, it is uh, time for Power World. We're going to talk about this. And so, mm. um, I mean, th- this, this game's taken the world by storm, hasn't it? Uh, no question about that. It's uh, it's an open-world monster-catching survival and crafting game um, that's just recently come to Steam Early Access and Xbox Game Pass. Um, it incorporates a lot of mechanics uh, from other genres, uh, you know, and particularly has taken a lot of inspiration from uh, Pokemon, which, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of other games have tried to do before, um, tried and failed. You know, we've seen, you know, like Coromon is a pretty well laid, <laughs> a big, uh, like, indie game that is heavily inspired from Pokemon. Um, you know, Yokai Watch has tried to do this and uh, maybe not has probably failed in that respect. Done the three games and not much else outside of that. Um, but this Power game is just sort of like gone gangbusters. Um, I think it adds that uh, the latest numbers has it selling over 12, 12 million copies on Steam, which has made it the second highest all-time peak concurrent play account on Steam. Unreal. And then on uh, Xbox Game Pass, is over 7 million players, um, which has made that the biggest third-party game launch for Game Pass 2. So, um, un- unreal. And uh, just you're seeing things on social media, people playing these games, um, you know, comparing it to Pokemon, being described as like Pokemon with guns. And so, um, yeah. yeah. J- Jeff, have you played this at all? Uh, or, like, what, what have you seen from it? What, what's your take on... Uh, on it so far i i haven't personally played it but i have seen people stream it on twitch and yep. um, a good friend of mine has played it a ton and uh what's funny is uh you know a lot of people are, are saying it's like oh pokemon with guns but he's uh my buddy's pretty much said like it's it's really mostly the other stuff like it's like the crafting survival uh other stuff and then like catching monsters and they have the monsters do stuff for you is like kind of just like a part of it whereas pokemon that's a really like like the big part of it um and that he didn't like any other games that were like that crafting and survival but he really liked power world okay and uh i don't know it's, it's pretty obvious that a lot of people are really liking this game as well yeah like people like they're enjoying the loop of it all um you know the fact that you catch these creatures um you know you, you throw throw something at them and it catches them and then you can use them um <laughs> you, you can use them to mine and build things um and also mm-hmm. uh fight other creatures and people on your behalf and so um definitely some of the same sort of uh, gameplay mechanics as pokemon but slightly different in that way um it's a bit like fortnite do you think with the building and the and the crafting like that um like taking it feels it's like it's a, taking elements from lots of games and and doing something here 
Yeah, there's a lot of games that that have this kind of same gameplay loop kind of thing, where uh, like Valheim, Enshrouded uh, is a, a a newer one that that has like the same kind of uh, gameplay. And I'm I'm not sure if I would say it's like Fortnite, maybe. But yeah, you kind of like you build your little base, and then you have the you catch the pals, and you have them help you out with like all the stuff, and then like uh other people could come through and like destroy your base <laughs> and it's kind of like uh yeah it's like it's it's very interactive like it's and i think it's because pokemon really is a lot of like like turn based and like you have to basically like approach something in order to say like hey i would like to like i would like to fight or mm-hmm. i you know you you go to you go out and you're like i would like to and this game is seems way more seamless it's like it's not restricted to the you just go you just kind of go and do your thing yeah it's it's uh, more like arceus isn't it legends arceus in terms of similarities where that's open world and um you're jumping around and throwing your pokemon the view pokeballs at the pokemon in real time catching them kind of thing so it's probably a bit more in line with that isn't it um and 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 going from there so um like, like this is like um, multiple like facets to this because it's sold so well. People are saying, "Is this a Pokemon killer? What's going to happen?" Um, we've seen, uh, you know, Pokemon issue a statement uh, and they've said uh, we've received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We've not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the Pokemon. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. Um, I think we saw a few modding kind of things where like actual like like for like Pokemon were being used in these worlds. Um, people were doing things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but you look at some of these designs, um, apparently, which were designed by, I think, a graduate student I was reading from three years ago. Um, a, an article was talking about that. But um, these these are, like, very much heavily inspired from Pokemon, aren't they? Is, is there a certain one you have yeah. that's your favorite or like, you just, like, you saw and you laughed because it was, like, pretty well, like, a Pokemon game, an actual Pokemon? Yeah. I don't I don't remember what any of them are specifically called. There was that one that looked like um what's the Pokemon? Electabuzz? Yes. Electabuzz is the Pokemon. I forget what the the pal name was. Um but it basically is like it looked like exactly like an Electabuzz. It was yellow and had like the lightning bolts. Yeah, the one that um I don't know if if what you're showing if what I see on the screen is something that's going to be seen by people on YouTube. It is. Yes. But, um, yep. Okay, yeah. So yeah, like that one. There's a few other that a few other ones that are like, where you can be like, yeah, I can see like if you could you could argue inspired and not stolen, but like some of them like you're like, eh, no. <laughs> like like <laughs> like really this close. one here is like for like, isn't it? Um, you know, like pretty well, mm-hmm. you know, heavily inspired from you know, and you see the Pikachu one here is not really um. I, I kind of see it. I'm sorry I'm, for, for those I'm sharing on uh, my screen for those watching on YouTube. Um, and then uh, uh, this is thanks to IGN who put an article together and some images. So I'm using um, mm-hmm. the article here. Um, uh, we've got one here of 
it, it, it is a mix of Vulpix and Charmander together. I think um, you can yeah. see in the middle there. I can, I can see both um, there. I think maybe more so Vulpix. Um, and then uh, Piplup has a very cute uh, Power World variant there. Um, a little, little bit shorter, a bit more rounder, but um, it is effectively, you know, you know, it's 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 interesting yeah. because, um, you know, we're, like I'm no legal expert, don't have a law degree on intellectual property or copyright infringement or things like that. Like like, how close can you right, get before it gets into trouble for you? Like how, like like, is this like enough that you know I've written a thousand word essay, Jeff, you come along and uh, you know you uh, paraphrase some things. It's 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 different enough, is it? And then you t- turn it into the. Uh, software and it's like yeah it's just different enough and it works is, is is this what one of those situations you reckon where you know they've just done enough like you know like like art is the inspiration of you know finding things from other people and, and doing your own spin on it is this like uh, without your legal expert opinion unless you are a law- lawyer by trade um you know no. are, are, are <laughs> no. they do you think no, are they, again uh, yeah. are they blurring the lines here or are they like stepping a bit too far i think they they're they're definitely pushing the they're definitely pushing the um the line. They're like stepping on the line <laughs> of of maybe being a little bit too a little bit too close. Like yep. like for this uh one, this like the 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 pal is like a kind of more like a penguin than it is uh whatever kind of bird the the Pokemon's supposed to be. But the colors are like really similar. Like they, I mean, there's some of the things where like where it comes down to like if you're picking the same colors, it it's kind of kind of questionable. I like but it. <laughs> if, were, if they were to make that one, if they were to make it like a completely different color scheme, I'd be like, yeah, I, sort of, but it's different enough that like it's like the same. It's like the same colors. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. Like if like I asked you to draw a piplup and I describe it to you, like you would, you could draw yeah, it the way of the yeah. power version we're seeing right here. Like like you could honestly True. like it is the same colors, the same like like shape of the eyes and yeah. like around the eyes um like like 90 percent of it's the same it, it is pretty amazing just uh you know the level of like you know like we're saying these potentially stepping the line or on the line they, they are jumping on the line here and shouting at nintendo like and the pokemon <laughs> come like hello we're doing this um we're selling 12 yeah. million copies and uh, you know um do what you need to do um this one's funny this is a snorlax and uh, a, a cow um it's got the same eyes and face, doesn't it? And mouth of the teeth. It does. Uh, yeah. I mean, otherwise, everything else is, I mean, other than it being just like a round shape, other, otherwise, everything else is different. But yeah, it's, it has the same exact face. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yep. Yeah. Same face, just put onto a, a cow instead of, a, instead of whatever Snorlax is, I suppose. Um, we got, uh, Meowth in one of its uh, later uh, variations. Is it uh, is it Paldean? Was it in this newest one? It was one of the more recent ones with me- with Meowth. Um, but it's it's the the eyes and the mouth here, isn't it? With the uh, yeah 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 the cat um, and Slowpoke as well. It's uh, it they seem to be doing a lot of the eyes and mouth, and then putting it on a slightly different body here. So these ones aren't as obvious, but uh, you can tell from uh, the face at least that. Mm. Uh, um, something's going on here. Um, and Polion as well. Um, that's pretty, you know, close. Different colors, albeit the yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot out here, a lot of different, um, you know, close, but not quite the same 
Um, the the Lucario one's pretty funny. I think that's uh, yeah, heavily inspired by it as well. Um, heavily. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know that, that hasn't stopped people from enjoying this. I think I've seen a few people, um, you know, refuse to play it on the premise of what it is and what it probably stands for. Um, but but at the end of the day, people are actually enjoying this game and having a lot of fun. I think. Um, but uh, what do you think this means for the Pokemon company when it comes to their games, do you reckon? Is this just something that would heavily or at all change the way they make a game, they distribute a game? Um, like, if, if this sells and continues to sell incredibly well and becomes, you know, like, sells even better than the original Pokemon games, is, is, is that enough for them to take notice, you reckon, and, and do something about it? Could be. Uh, I don't know if... The something about it is like suing or anything legal like that, or if it's kind of stepping up their own game and, you know, <laughs> Scarlet and Violet didn't release so well and it never really got fixed for like all the issues yeah. that were there. Pal World, I mean, from what I've seen, isn't perfect either. It has a lot of issues on its own, but... As far as it is, it is an early access game. It seems way more functional in a lot of ways than than some of the newer Pokemon games have been released fully. So I think, in the very least, Nintendo's gonna realize that they are even, um, you know, Pokemon company and, and Game Freak are gonna have to step up their game and and maybe spend a little bit more time polishing their game and maybe adding a lot more features so that it sells. But you know, it it's gonna sell anyway. Oh, that's right. Buy it. Yeah, like yeah, you know, I don't know this bare you... minimum effort they did the other year um, sold over twenty million yeah, units mean, and uh, if, keep climbing. It, it was like the first weekend that sold, they sold like ten million copies or something, right? So, yeah, unreal. So the next game that they release, they're probably gonna do the same. <laughs> so I don't know if they're really gonna, it's really gonna affect them too too much. Yeah, I. I only wonder whether you know if they do make extra effort and it becomes really like looking a little bit more like this in terms... Because this is a nicer-looking graphical game compared to Scarlet and Violet, especially. Mm-hmm. The background's, you know, maybe not as interesting, but even Scarlet and Violet wasn't. But like, like, looking at the like whole history of Pokemon and, and some of their designs, um, all the way back to, you know, like GBA, GB, um, you know, it was a really great world they've created. Um, you know, I, I just wonder whether they think... Whether if they put this kind of level of effort and it looked this amazing, could they sell like double the amount that they're currently selling on Switch. Um, you know, could they really bring in literally a whole new audience of people uh, that may have, you know, discounted it for not, you know, that they've had enough of how it looks and, uh, you know, what it does. Um, but if they did a level of quality in terms of looks, I'm not, not, not talking about the gameplay or anything like that, but, but uh, you know, a little bit more polished, whether it could have that potential, um, you know, actual benefit of selling so much more. Um it's hard to say, and then the fact that it's on Steam and uh, Game Pass as well means you know it's it's out on a lot more platforms, maybe a bit more accessible than people having to buy a Switch mm-hmm. and uh, go from there and uh, to access a game. But um, you know they have they have to at least work out that and ask the question whether that's viable because um, I, I think we're seeing a little bit more of people uh, developers in the Pokemon company acknowledging the, the the complaints that people have had about Scarlet and Violet with the uh, with, with how it looked and performed, and so. Um, Hopefully, um, competition is good. I think Pokemon needs a good competitor, yes. and so I will, I will take yeah. um, even if this is a, an absolute adherent uh, ripoff of Pokemon. I think it's probably not 
a bad thing in the end for, for Pokemon fans to sort of uh, see a bit more of this going forward and uh, they might increase their um their output from it. So um, we'll wait and see. Like, this is still early access, I believe, and so they're going to add more things. Yeah. I think they're going to add, um, uh, you know, a PvP. There'll be, like, uh, actual um, uh, boss um, raid battles, things like that to come in the future. And so, like, probably a year or so from now. But... Um, you know, there's over 100 of the powers at the moment, like hundreds of items and uh, different types of buildings. And so they've got a lot of access, sorry, a lot of lot of content already to keep people going in this game. And, and people seem to be loving it. Um, I think it's about $43 Australian, so probably about 30 US, maybe a bit under. Um, so, you know, at that price point, it's got a lot of people in there at the moment. Um, do you think you'll ever play it, Jeff, or would you wait till the final game comes out? Well, I have Game Pass, and um, and I did I did install it. I actually okay. just never got around to starting it. Yep. Um, so I you know after after this, I might I might jump on there and play a little bit of it just to, just to see what it's about. But I know enough people are having fun with it that I, that you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I have seen games stay in early access for a very very long time. Hmm. <laughs> There are some games that have been in early access for like ten years, so we'll we'll see how long they stay in early access. But yeah, um, if they keep selling copies, I mean, oh, they they got money now, and so whether they uh, yeah. keep uh, you know continue to dedicate um, some resources to you know finish the game properly now and, and sell it, um, they've probably got some motivation to do that. Um, I you know like. Yeah, you are right with early access. There are times when it doesn't happen at all and, uh, you know, the game will never come out and uh, um, that, yeah. that is the risk, I suppose, you take. But um, they, they have something tangible here at least for people to, to try and play and, um, you know, it seems like 50% of the game at least that would have come out. Um, yeah, uh, I've, I've read some things and heard some things that, uh, you know, a lot of use of AI in this game and some of the other things in the past that the publisher pocket pair um have done maybe a little bit shakier with the owner um things like that and so um i suppose you'll have to wait and see if you if you you know be prepared to you know uh, not not see a full game later yeah. on uh that, that that is the risk you take i suppose but um uh um, you yeah. reminded me actually um that the other game that pocket pair made i'm not even sure if it even released um i remember seeing i never played it It was like craftopia the like the intro of it is you leaving a cave onto a, a plateau and seeing the world like okay. exactly it was like i was like a one-to-one shot from the, the beginning of breath of the wild yeah yeah <laughs> in the same yep. like similar like cel-shaded art style and everything yeah i'm like okay i see i see i see how I, I know what's going on here yeah, yeah I, I can tell and yeah. so this is uh absolute uh yeah uh, uh, that's hilarious so yeah I, th- I think, that, yeah, that must be one of those games that never came out that, that they've done. Um, but, oh, man. <laughs> you know, if, if you know, it, it's uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So, you know, I think that's... Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, Nintendo's ninja lawyers aren't going to see it that way. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's that's Pocket Pair having a go. And then they've actually had some success with one of them now with Power World. So um, I'll be watching with great interest to see what they do and, uh, and, and how Pokemon and the Pokemon company respond, because I think that's an even more important question for us. Um, mm. Before we talk about other things, though, there's even a froggy chair in this game. They've, they've, they've gone all in, 
copying other games. The, the froggy chair <laughs> oh, from Animal no. Crossing is in this game in Power World. Um, oh, no. Don't have a photo on me, but, uh, you know, absolutely, like, they down, it is, like, pretty well one-for-one, one, this this actual froggy chair in uh, Power World, which is, which is hilarious. So... Um, it makes me wonder what else have they done? Um, you know, we've noted Tears of the Kingdom being, uh, sorry, Breath of the Wild being uh, uh, copied here with their other games. You know, what what else is going to happen? It's uh, you know, um, all all to see, and uh, I think pretty funny. You looking yeah, up I was one? Just looking that up. Yeah, looking that up. Yeah, I was looking up the frog chair. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Wow. All right. Yep. That's yeah, it. It's 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 a. Uh, that's nuts. Is there a way for me to share it onto this or? Yeah. Uh, let, all right. Let, let's get it up. Eh? That's a good idea. Froggy chair power all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to look at Polygon. Polygon have uh, uh, written an article how to get it. If you if you're playing power, how to get yeah. the uh, froggy chair. Um, so I'm just going to share. That's the exact picture I'm looking at too. That's yep. perfect. Yeah. So so there it is. Yeah. That's. <laughs> so what do you mean like? It's it's not a hundred percent the same thing. No, it's definitely it close. Definitely <laughs> I, it is ninety percent there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. So uh, makes me wonder. There's probably other things out there. More more Zelda, maybe a Metroid, uh, you know, something like that. So, um, yep. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 flex on a Nintendo with those things. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Correct. So. Um, I'll, I'll watch from a distance. I don't know if I'll play this, but uh, yeah. you know, I'll uh, appreciate everyone having a good time. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, in in the meantime, while I wait for Pokemon to do something uh, big and amazing from this, which is what I'm hoping. Alrighty, yes. um, let's uh, talk about some other things. And so, um, uh, it's a bit, bit bit of a more sort of a, um, a, a you know um, an FYI to people listening. Um, by the time you listen to this, it might still be out um or maybe not yet but uh there's a legend of zelda and splatoon orchestral recording that will be um coming out on the 9th of february so a few days time as at the recording of this right now um so i think this lined up with when nintendo live was going to be or sorry when um was going to be part of nintendo live and with that being uh cancelled last year due to the threats to nintendo employees um, they still decided to uh, um, have some live streamed orchestral performances. Um, so this is for Legend of Zelda and Splatoon. Um, there'll be dates, um, depending where you live, uh, the 9th of Feb, I think, for people in Australia. But for those in the States, that will be the uh, 8th, I believe, or maybe early on the 9th of um, February. So... Keep an eye out for those. I'll have the times in the show notes. Um, Legend of Zelda orchestral music is going to be amazing. I'd uh, be very keen to check that out. And then Splatoon as well. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going to be like orchestral. That'd be interesting to, to listen to. So um, maybe check those out uh, if you are interested. Any of those tickle your fancy there, Jeff, out of those two? Z- definitely Zelda. I, I don't. I have never played a Splatoon game. I feel, really, I feel funny when really? I go on like like a podcast or something like this, and like someone talks about all these different topics. I'm like, wow, okay, maybe I don't, maybe I'm not really a gamer. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you're fine. I, no, I def- yeah, I'm not really into the uh, competitive shooters, so it is really not my kind of game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't really know what the music is like for Splatoon, but I I played enough Zelda to know 
that a Zelda orchestra would be cool. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be absolutely cool epic, and uh, you definitely want to check out. Um, yeah, mm. Splatoon's a bit bit more different and, and out there, wacky with the, with the music at times, and so um, and more more curious to see what that one's going to be like, knowing that the Zelda one's going to be uh, really freaking amazing. So, um, yeah, check those out in the next few days for those interested. Um, the next one, we've got uh, 3DS and Wii U. So uh, these these poor old systems of Nintendo's, um, mm. we've had their eShops close last year, early last year, and now their online is uh, going to shut down. This is on the 8th of April, so about a couple of months away. Um, previously, they had announced early April as the date, um, but no actual specific date, and now it's been announced as the 8th of April, which is early April, so it uh, all lines up. Um, so, uh, online is going to be shut down. The only two 3DS online enabled games, um, that will still work will be Poker Transporter and Pokemon Bank. Um, but according to Nintendo, they will probably close down sometime in the future or may close down later on. Um, uh, you know, I probably might look at playing something online just because I can over the next couple of months, but to be honest, there wouldn't be anything drawing my attention off the top of the head maybe an original splatoon um something like that but uh you know i, I think this is like a lot of other people mm. they're not using it anymore this is a cost to nintendo for servers and maintenance and things like that and so um part of their transition to uh you know have less things to worry about is shutting this down uh jeff how you feel about this and uh is there anything you'll check out before it does happen uh, I do have a 3DS, and I I'm personally like more, way more of a single player gamer, so yep. I don't really uh, play a lot of online stuff. I I don't I think I maybe played Monster Hunter Four online on the 3DS like a little bit. Yeah, and nothing nothing else really for my 3DS. But I know that there's still like a pretty big Splatoon, like the original Splatoon game is. There's still a pretty big online yep. like community for that, and that kind of that's sad for any of the people who still really like to play that because the split the original splatoon from what i understand is like has things that the, the new one doesn't so like mm. they, it plays in a way where the new one doesn't so it's like people still really like that the old style of it so i mean you can only maintain an online server for so long so i, I understand it but it's still it is still sad for all those all the people who do enjoy those games yeah that's it um yeah for, for mm. those reasons and i I, I believe there will be other ways for uh, people. When when Nintendo and these big companies uh, stop offering these services, there's other non-official uh, ways that pop up that seem to sort of uh, fill in that gap. So that might be the case here um, for people wanting to play these games years on. It just won't be in an official capacity. Um, but uh, yeah, you know these these 3DSs, these especially uh, and a Wii U now, they're they're getting less and less. Uh, purposeful if that makes sense especially the wii u with all the ports that got to the switch now and now you can't even access the shop or the uh, online services so it's uh, getting yeah. less and less appealing i suppose uh, as the years go on um next one we got uh pink joy cons and so these got announced the other week pastel pink um for those who wanted the right pink pastels now you can buy them as a pair because they were previously it was like left one pink pastel and then there was like a uh, green um, option as well, or was it a yellow? Yeah. It was, it was, I think a yellow. Um, it's like a multicolored pairing, but now you can get both pink ones. Um, and this will come the same day as Princess Peach Showtime on the twenty second of 
March. And so uh, Mickey is all over these, pre-ordered, done. Um, Going to have a good time playing Princess Peach Showtime on those bad boys. Um, you're going to pick these <laughs> ones up at all? Bad girls? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm a little annoyed because I just bought new Joy-Cons. <laughs> and then like Damn. a day later they announced these and i was like well i needed them anyway so it's not like it it you know these are going to be released at a, or are they out already or they're, they're releasing later in march next month so not quite yet yeah so yeah 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 so i i need i was going over my my friend's house and we were going to play uh mario kart with like his kids and stuff so i needed them so i yeah. bought them but yeah and then like like the next day these got announced and i was like really i'm like i'm not gonna return mine but <laughs> just yeah. you know these are cool yeah what, what colors did you totally, get sorry i totally rock these i i got um well i bought the the red and blue ones i got them at, at costco i don't know if you guys yeah. have costco we do yes um yeah so they were way cheaper they were they were like 15 bucks cheaper for the for the pair at, at costco so yeah they're the red and blue ones but they're the same red and blue that come with the red and blue switch yeah they're the opposite so um, now I have two blue ones on my Switch. And I can keep yeah. red ones if I want. Yes. Which okay. is nice, which is really cool. But I really would have, have liked the, the pink ones. That pink ones sweet. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I like it's that. It's expensive to buy them. <laughs> uh, like they're expensive pieces of tech. And, you know, yeah. um, I, lo- I love the colors and I've got a few of them. Um, but just like they're flimsy sometimes with the drifting and uh, they're very small. And so... Um, yeah, uh, so I, I probably saved myself now for something that's really cool color combo wise or a cool design like the uh, the ones that came out with Skyward Sword a couple of years ago, the, those mm-hmm. beautiful Legend of Zelda ones as well. So, um, but yeah, no, no, th- th- these are great looking as well, and, and pastel is a big big color combo for people um, these days. And so, um, I'm sure that that will sell very well with Princess Peach Showtime when that comes out next month, which would be good. Um, all right, so. Uh, next one, um, F099 got an update. And so, um, this game just keeps getting updates. This is amazing. I thought they were done with this sort of stuff, but, um, this had a really big update that's included, um, things like secret circuits, private lobbies, and uh, some more stuff as well. And so, um, players can now meet in the same lobby race and use a four digit, uh, passcode, um, that comes with a private lobby. Um, so the game will hear it periodically feature the new secret tracks in addition to other adjustments um, and like uh, raising the maximum level and skill rating. And so um, the way the secret tracks feature is it looks like a glitch. And so if you're playing F-099 normally and you want to select just a standard race, um, if you see it glitching out a little, um, looking a little unusual, um, click on it and select the glitched option track and you will play um, a secret track. Uh, I believe there's four of them. Um, give them a go because they're, uh, you know, they're slightly bit of a twist on some of the original ones out there. So it's, it's a very fun time and, uh, um, something I wasn't expecting. So, um, give that a go. Uh, have you played these ones at all, Jeff, uh, or F9, F099 in general? I played it. I played F099 a little bit. I'm no, I'm not good. Uh, I was no, I was never <laughs> good at the original F0. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Now, you know, yeah, it, it's, I mean, they're, they're, it's practically practically the same like functionality uh, wise as the original episode, so i was mm. no, no good at it but it is really cool and it's nice to see that they're they're you know updating it and giving it new features f-zero is a, a franchise that they really haven't 
been releasing games for so it's it's nice to see that it gets some some love out there yeah it's uh yeah we'll take anything at this point with f-zero which is uh mm-hmm. which is this game and uh yeah hopefully hopefully leads to some extra new things for f-zero which would be uh, unreal I'd, I'd love that so much um yeah. Sorry. The the other thing with the maximum level and the skill rating, so um, that's increased. So people who've already maxed it out at level ninety nine, um, the levels have increased from ninety nine to three hundred and ninety nine. So like four times oh. the amount, um, and the maximum skill ratings increase from S twenty to S fifty. So you get your rankings. You know, you start from C, B, A, get to a, a S, and then then S plus, and then you get to S one to S twenty, and now it's to S fifty. And so that, you know, for people who've been playing it and maxed out already, um, they've got a bit of um, extra stuff to go for now. Um, so levels 100 and above are indicated in the game with a star. And so if you get, to, um, you know, uh, star, star, zero, zero, that means that's level 200. Um, and there's some other bug fixes and things like that. But it's a, a pretty sizable and a cool upgrade. Um, so for people who've been playing a lot of F-Zero 99, that's a big one for them to, to keep them motivated and uh, to continue on. Alrighty, uh, next one. Uh, last item before we get into the topic on Metroid Prime 4. Uh, the Mario and Donkey Kong demo is out now. So um, this is a very short demo. It took me about 15 minutes to complete. There's about four levels to go through. Um, just gives you a very, like, you can see the opening cutscene. Um, you can do a couple of levels, um, get, get a little feel for it. Um, and, that, and that's about it. So um, no transfer data, but it's so short that I don't feel that matters. Um so you can give that a go now because the game comes out in a couple of weeks on the 16th of February, which is not far away now. Um, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm keen for this. I'm keen to give this a go. Um, be a very uh, nice and fun game. A nice little puzzle one to keep me um, busy in between some longer play sessions. And so, um, yeah, looking forward to it. How about you, Jeff? Is this one you'll be uh, checking out? Um, you know, it wasn't on my radar, but... Uh People have been posting about it lately, and then I forgot that there was a demo until right now. So I, d- I literally just went onto the eShop website and clicked the download demo yes. <laughs> link. So here we go. Uh, I'll have that demo installed at some point soon. I'll, I'll play it definitely. Definitely yeah. give it a shot at least. Yeah, yeah. And do, do check that out. Um, I, I was a little like uh, like this demo is very short. Like like I'm used to like um, even Pikmin 4's demo was incredibly long. You could play for like. Some people were working out how to play like up to four hours of actual gameplay yeah, before the yeah. demo would expire. <laughs> and this is like 15 minutes max, like probably 10 minutes more likely. So this is literally just a little taster um, and uh, then gets yanked away from you when the um, game is done. At, at the end of the actual gameplay, they show you a few images and videos of the game proper. So it's very much a big marketing kind of like promotion given to you when you, when you mm. check out this game, which I suppose isn't a bad thing to try and... Um, I suppose convert people who played the demo to actually uh, buy it and uh, you know spend some money on it. So, um, which is what they want. Alrighty, uh, Metro Prime Four. Let's talk about this because um, this game has had such a tumultuous journey. Uh, you know, being first revealed at E3 2017. Um, you know, we just saw a JPEG, an announcement. People went crazy for this. That uh, Metro Prime Four now in development for the Switch. Um, but now it's nearly been seven years since that announcement. And, uh, you know, the only thing that we have heard since then was uh, five years ago, uh, last month, late January, uh, it was the 25th of January, 2019, um, 
about 18 months after the first announcement at E3, where a somber video from Nintendo's head of development, Shinya Takahashi, where he stated that development of the game wasn't meeting Nintendo's high expectations, with the decision being made to restart from scratch, with the Retro Studios then taking over, with Kensuke Tanabe to produce and oversee the work to make sure Retro do a good job compared to whoever it was that Nintendo got to make the original build of this game. Um, so we are now five years since that announcement. Um, I've had not heard anything else from Nintendo on this game, um, except we get acknowledgements in the shareholder reports, you know, upcoming titles to be confirmed. Metro Prime 4 is listed there, but that is it. We have heard nothing. It has been mm. a long time since um, that announcement. And, you know, five years is a pretty standard development cycle these days. Um, so... Um, there have been murmurings that this might be close to being finished. Um, I don't know if you, Jeff, know about Super Metal Dave 64 on YouTube. He's done a lot of investigating work yeah. and has uncovered some things of late of um, potentially the Retro Studios working in collaboration with a company in Australia, actually, that uh, focuses on uh, gameplay reveal trailers, uh, things like that. And so um, there, there is winds turning people feel like in the right direction to something being announced very, very soon. But um, Jeff, uh, what, 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 do, you, do you remember the first announcement in 2017? What, what was uh, your reaction to that, if that was the case? Yes. So uh, I remember, because <clears throat> for years, uh, I was pretty strictly like an Xbox-only person like i didn't have yep. a nintendo console for a while like it was i think I, at one point i had a wii never had a wii u so it was like a few years where i just i was no nintendo consoles and then the switch came out and i was like this does look really cool i think it's a really great idea and i'm like we'll see then e3 came came along and i remember saying before e3 i said if they announce a metroid game in any way uh to come out i will buy a switch or <laughs> And then they announced, they showed the teaser for Metroid Prime 4, and I was like, ah, that's it. That's, I'm that's in. it. Like, getting it. I'm in. Up. You got me. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up getting one, like, I think it was, like, the next year <clears throat> for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my wife and her family all pitched in and got me a Switch, and I was so excited. Um, I mean, ultimately, we did get a Metroid game, right? <laughs> so, I was going to say, do you feel like short change so, because it hasn't come out yet, and, you, and that was yeah. the reason you bought a Switch? Yeah, and uh, you know when that 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 video came out in 2019, and I remember being like, "Wow, like, there's not, there's really n not too many times when a company will say we're gonna completely, completely get rid. Like, they're not even like, they're not saying like, oh, we're gonna revamp some assets and like see what we can do to finagle a good game out of this. They're like, we're dumping everything. Everything's going in the garbage. That's and right. Whoever the developer was, um, I remember the rumors were that it was Bandai Namco. Mm. Of course, we don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, who knows what happened with that. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing that video. And, yeah, every few months being like, we, you know, wish we could hear some more about this. And now it's been five years. I remember the, the announcement that it's been five years. And at that point, it was one of those where, like, I think I've just kind of, like, I've moved. I'm not moved on, but, like. I hear like rumblings about Metro Prime 4. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, at this point, I am convinced that we've uh, collectively hallucinated it, that <laughs> this was ever a thing, and that uh, it's just like it's like a what do you, what do you call that? The um, oh, I totally forgot the term for it. 
but the um the thing where it's like the 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 like fruit loops being spelled different or whatever like there's like a whole like phenomenon of things people misremember a bunch of people collectively misremembering things uh, okay um I'm yeah sure. and so like yeah. i'm i'm like i forget what the term is i use that term all the time which is weird now <laughs> i remember it but um it uh it's like that for me like i feel like it's like that same with like hollow knight silk song is like the same thing for us mm. like it, it was huge like tons of stuff about it and then and now it's like did that actually happen yeah is this um, actually a real that, game there's that tw- yeah that there's that that twitter account that i don't know if you you follow it that's the the metroid prime 4 news account and it just posts the same picture of a sad samus on yes, the news desk on the news, yes. no news today yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has been the case and for like five years look, now. <laughs> yeah, all look, all of the tons of people commenting. It's tomorrow. They'll announce it tomorrow. Definitely tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, yeah. it, it it's it, it is a journey, isn't it? And people, are, it, it's become somewhat of a meme now as well. I feel this five years, um, and uh, the waiting that people have had, um, like like Nintendo's never going to announce, you know, a game's in development now so early on. I feel, um. And especially before right. they have the confidence to, you know, say it's going to be a game that meets their very, very high standards and expectations. Um, so I definitely don't think we'll ever see this such a long period of time because if they never made that announcement in 2017, we never would have known that uh, development would have been, uh, you know, uh, restarted. Um, and so we'd be like, you know, we'd be like thinking, I would love them to do a new 3D Metroid one day and hopefully they do it and we'd have no idea that they're actually making one right now. Um, and that it's coming probably mm. probably fairly soon, um, and uh, hopefully a very good game for us to enjoy as well. But um, yeah, I rem- I was in the states actually in the US traveling around when the announcement was made. Um, this is when the Tetris ninety nine had just come out to the surface as well. So I was playing a lot of Tetris, and uh, I-, I have weird memories of watching this video, thinking, "Oh, that really sucks." That's uh, like I'm really was looking re- really looking forward to Metro Prime Four. Um, all whilst you know waiting at airports for flights and playing Tetris 99 and trying to, you know, get into into that game, which is very fresh at the time. So, um, you know, it's 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 going to be good when it happens. Um, we talked about a couple of episodes ago that, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense for it to be on the Switch 2 or whatever they're going to call it, um, mm-hmm. or, um, or at least a cross-platform title like uh, Breath of the Wild has been with the Wii U and the Switch. Um, how do you feel though if it was just a Switch release and it had nothing to do with the Switch Two? I I don't think I personally would have any issue with it. You'd be fine. I think with I think I'd be fine with it. I I think we we have to remember that uh, Retro Studios is really good at what they do, and it's mm-hmm. even if it is just a reg, even if they announce a Switch Two and they're like Metroid Prime Four or. Sorry, my webcam. <laughs> my webcam has, has gestures, gesture controls in the movie. Uh, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll keep it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it... <laughs> sorry. No, you're fine. Over. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, they, uh, they're really good at what they do. They can make it look phenomenal, make it run phenomenal. Look what they did with the original Metroid Prime remaster. I mean, it's probably one of the best looking switch games it is a 20 year old amazing so i mean and the the stuff that they were able to do back in even on the gamecube like the um any of the times where you would have uh, encountered an enemy where it had like electrical interference all the static 
that happens on the screen. Mm. That's actually like a trick that they used. They actually dumped the code from the memory and displayed it on the screen in like a random fashion. Really? And so what you're looking at is is like it looks like static, but it's actually the game physical game code unrendered in like just displayed wow. in the code on the, on the screen. I did not know that because they had no memory in the system to, to actually put an uh, effect. A new asset, so they had to take what so, was already there the- effectively and show it. Yeah, because because the GameCube had like sixty four megabits of or megabytes of memory or something, so they yeah. had like nothing to work with. So, I mean, the Switch obviously has way more <laughs> way yes. more memory than that, but yes. but you so you, we know that they're really good at working with limitations. So, I think even if it just released on Switch, it'll still be really great. Yeah, I so think I, it, I, I would I would be happy with it. Yeah. Um. My my only concern with that is because it's so late now in the Switch's lifestyle, and if a Switch Two comes out, whether it's going to get overshadowed by that potentially, so, something like a Samus Returns on the 3DS situation, which would be unfortunate because uh, you know all the attention might go to a new console. So I'm at least hoping for cross gen, mm-hmm. and that's on the current and the new. Um, and then if yeah. it's completely on the Switch Two, that might help you know bring some buzz because I always feel um release games tend to sell pretty well if uh you know if it was bundled near the start of the launch of the switch in the switch 2 sorry um and it, and the switch 2 sells well so it would probably benefit from that as well um but uh you know we're talking about what we might want and hope um is there anything for you um in this game metro prime 4 um like gameplay wise, story wise, um, that you really want in this game. Like, no, we've had twenty, nearly twenty years since Corruption. Um, so it's about seventeen years since Corruption came out. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's changed in gaming. And uh, what, what's something that you really think needs to be in this game that makes it a bit more of a modern sort of entry? Um, you know, I, that's hard to say. I, I think they could keep it the, the same formula as like the they did with like the original metroid prime and it would still come up to be really good but there's still there's plenty of like uh quality of life stuff like you know like like full voice acting um i know there's a i met like metroid prime games there's a lot of reading and that's fine and you can keep that uh, that's that's great that the lo- the background lore the, like reading all like the documents and stuff does that that stuff doesn't necessarily need to be voice acted but like Having having more scenes of characters speaking, because Metroid doesn't really have a ton of that. No. And like if you play Dread, there's there's really other than uh, the the computer talking to you at network stations. Samus doesn't say a lot. She has like two lines that she speaks in like the the that's other right. language. That's right. There's a is. few words and that's it, and, and then a lot of screaming. And uh, yeah, so I am, but I guess at the same time though. They're able to do a lot with bring like communication through body language with Samus stuff lately, especially with Dread. With like you could you could really tell what's going on without having her actually say anything. It's the subtext, so isn't it? Maybe it doesn't need it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like all this all the scenes with like the boss fights of her like like just her, the way she just presents herself and like with the crade. And like you know things like that, just you can just tell like how she's feeling. Where yeah. I guess you don't necessarily need the full like her to explain it to you. <laughs> no. But voice acting would be nice. Maybe um, 
maybe more more cutscenes to have like nice cinematics flesh out story a little bit yeah yeah i think um i i would love some voice acting um i think the option to have you know um like because like you said like the metro prime series is known for scanning so if you, you don't have to do it but if you do it um it's there you can see all the lore about the space pirates you know like in the first game while they're testing on Talon 4 with a phase on and what's all the stuff that the reason why they're there all that kind of stuff and so um let, let, let's have that voice acted in a way or you know it's something it, it gets read out to you or it's it's a it's a way for you to hear it and that might be a way to get more people sort of involved in the story from that point of view um i think uh you know it, it's a fine line isn't it because a metroid game is very much something that is you know it is samus against the world it is her on her own um so it's a lot of about building that sort of cinematic so not just that sort of that, that that eeriness that you know she is on her own um with a slight bit of horror that we've seen with dread and some of the other more recent games and so um being able to capture that and maintain that i think is very important so um we'd love to see more voice acting but in a nice way that doesn't you know it's them talking all the time and it ruins the sort of illusion that you really are know isolated on this world and it's is you and, and and no one really else which um um the metro mm-hmm. games do re- do really well and so um yeah would, would love to see that uh i definitely get what you mean with the subtext in terms of like her actions speak louder and in a lot of ways um i was just watching some speed runs of metro dread at games done quick or some games done quick the other week and i don't know just just something so powerful about her just getting in a trainer in a lift and she's just perfectly standing still or she's holding her arm cannon still. And it, like, she is like, I don't, in a way she's not relaxed or she's just, she's ready at any moment for something bad to happen. And she's just ready to, to pounce on it. Um, it's not like she's leaning yeah. or like, you know, she's like, like taking a helmet off and like sort of debriefing or just comparing. It is literally, she is ready like to go. Um, that intenseness I just feel is there, which is just such a weird thing on, which are weird things to sort of see or talk about because she's got a helmet on. You can't really tell from her facial expression, but it's the body language that you can kind of um, see and uh, um, understand from that point of view. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll love to see that um, sort of portrayed a bit more. And if, if they add voice acting to it, they could do it in a really sort of um, interesting way that makes it really, really, um, hopefully, a AAA and a, a modern way to, 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 to do it effectively. Um, all right. In terms of uh the um the the map, and so you know, like three D Metroid and Metrovania, you got your large maps, you got your locked areas, you need items, backtracking, things like that. That's that's going to be part of the game. Um, what? Any new abilities or items or um beams or things like that that you'd be interested to see and ha- and have a go at maybe? Um, if if the story is well, I guess it depends on when when this game takes place because Prime is like not it's like it's kind of it's early on I guess in the timeline yeah just after the, the original Metroid I believe yeah so yeah so it's like between one and two so it's really mm. early in the story so if they if they decide to make Prime four exactly after three then. Uh, then this doesn't make sense. But if they do make it to be after Dread and they incorporate all of the things that happen in between, you know, the last Prime and then whatever they're doing now, 
um, then they could add things like uh, the Metroid powers and stuff that Samus has. So like, be so good. Maybe like, uh, maybe like, not have it available right away, but as you go through the the game, have the ability to like grab a, a bad guy and just like absorb the energy out of him, kind of thing. Yeah, you can make like almost add more of like a melee. Uh, kind of thing. I know it's if it's gonna be prime, it's gonna be a first-person shooter perspective. So it would could be cool to have a uh, kind of like a short-range melee attack, or even throw in the the parrying that 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 dread and uh, same as or yeah, same as returns or whatever does so well. Yeah, I, I I would love to see the parry. I think that's a big one. Um, that they've done in the recent games, I think would be um. Mm-hmm cool to see just adds a bit more combat to it which i think um you know Metro definitely is exploration game first and foremost but um adding that bit more combat component to it i think wouldn't go um i miss um we sort of like things like the ledge grab in like zero mission and then even in metro prime 3 if they open that up a bit more and it's not just a specific like um green uh, showing icon that you can ledge grab off that like they did in corruption i'd love to see that sort of um a bit more shown everywhere you know um that she can um you know you don't have to fully get on top of the le- uh, the, the um, platform to keep progressing um that you could be a, maybe ledge climb and, and do that um that, that might be cool to see um you know mm. things like the wide beam we haven't seen in the metroid 3d game um ways they could do that i don't know 3d space makes it harder to sort of do that kind of thing um Whereas in the 2D one, it's a bit more um, finite and easier to do. Um, yeah, but, but would love to see that as well. Um, if they do have it straight after 3, um, we saw at the end of Corruption, you know, we see uh, Silux's uh, ship. Um, I think we would believe it's Silux's gunship, um, uh, you know, following Samus at the end there. And so... Um, you know, Retro made the tr- original three. They're now making the fourth one. Do, do you think Silux, um is a good chance to appear in this? Silux being a, another big bounty hunter that appeared in Metroid Prime Hunters on the DS back in the day. Mm. It could, I mean, it could be. It's, uh, it, w- it could make a lot of sense uh, if it did take place after Dread because I can imagine that news probably would get out that that Samus is a Metroid, and the Federation probably would want to squash that, you know? Yeah. And they would probably reach out to other bounty hunters to come after Samus. If that could make sense in a story-wise situation. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, yeah, like, it really all depends on where they, <clears throat> excuse me, and where they place this game in, this, in the timeline. Oh, 100%. There's so yeah. much that they would have to leave out if they if they put it right after Prime Three, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and yeah, I'm just trying to look up like where does um, uh, um, the DS game sort of fit into the timeline as well. Um, it is okay. It is literally after Metro Prime, so it is definitely possible for them to fit that in um, the three Ds all together as well. But yeah, it is whether they do after the two Ds. But uh, I wonder whether they, they avoid crossing the 2D and 3D stuff, leave the 3D uh, on its own and maybe have the 2Ds continue their path, especially with Dread um, and Mercury scene working on that. But um, 
Um, would be interesting to see a bit more of a cross kind of working on that in the timeline and how that would progress through. Um, are you hell-bent on it being called 4 or do you be like, and then a name or you don't mind if they just called it Metroid Prime and then a name and, uh, you know, effectively a, a soft reset in a way? Uh, I think at the, in the very least it needs to have the word Prime in it, but otherwise yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm cool with anything for me, for me personally. I'm sure there's probably plenty of people that are like, it needs to be 4, you know, but, you know, <laughs> needs to say Metroid Prime 4 in it, but yeah, I mean, at least I feel like it needs to say Prime because yeah. it needs you need to separate it from, you know, it needs to be in that uh, part of the franchise. Yeah, but it's, it's a 3D yeah, one. You could, you could add any subtitle, add any subtitle you want, as long as it's cool, you know, and not something weird and lame. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's got to be a cool name. Uh, it can't be anything that uh, yeah. Xbox uses to name their consoles because uh, those names suck. And so, <laughs> um, I, I, I know, I, I don't doubt what they'll. Uh, They'll, they'll name for it. Um, I would love to have the four on it, but uh, if it alienates people in terms of playing it, um, that's always a factor with multiple sequels and getting to a fourth one as well is uh, getting towards that stage. So um, whatever makes it sell well is, a, is, is the answer I'm looking for. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to look up what we like other things from modern 3D Metroidvanias, and um, there, there aren't really a lot. And then if there are some, they're either taking components of a Metroid game, like like finding the items and being able to backtrack slightly. But there aren't a lot that, uh, firstly, um, you know, in 3D, and then also a first-person shooter. And if it's a first-person shooter view, actually using a gun more so than, like, swords and things like that, because, like, um, you know, S Superland is, like, an indie title that's a first-person shooter Metroidvania, but without the guns. Um, that's it's, that's a close-ish one. Um you got Prey and Control that have those kind of elements of the Metroidvanias, but it's all from a third-person perspective. Um, so it, it really does show just how unique the Metroid Metro, Metroid Prime games really are um, in the whole landscape of it. Because uh, we haven't mm -hmm. seen, like it, there is elements out there, but not anything quite the same. Um, even with Batman Arkham Asylum, a game I really love, and is a wow, fifteen years old now. That's uh, that's. Uh, Kind of depressing to to think about that because I love that game growing up. Um, but just that's that's a great Metroidvania like game with them um, find your items, but with really good voice acting, story, and, and then the combat. While it's somewhat simple, is uh, really addictive and fun to sort of uh, play through as well. Mm -hmm. um, and any other sort of modern ones, Metroidvania like ones that you really like and inspired by, and would probably like to see some elements from in in this new Metroid game. Yeah, I'm a big fan of. Uh the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Yes. Yes. Uh, those are some really good examples of a, a Metroidvania that's 3D. Especially with Jedi Survivor, it has uh, some really open areas mm. that the first game didn't have. So, I mean, that could be something that could incorporate a lot of nice big open areas because, um, I don't know, typically for like, you know, if you do a side scrolling Metroid, a lot of it's hallways and like. There's some big areas, but not too too many. No. But with Prime being, you know, the first person shooter, and like, I remember that first scene, the first one where you, or the the first one where you go into the, the like the icy area, and like they show off the whole area. And yeah. It's like a really big open area of plat like floating platforms. Like, they could really like pull it off by making something like that, but much larger in scale. Yeah. And having that be one big open area for something. They won't be as restricted, will they? And uh, yeah, they could 
really make it a bit more open in yeah, not open area complete open world completely, but open you know zone in a way. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of that potentially with corruption with Samus traveling from planet to planet, area to area. Um, so that could definitely be something they build upon. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. So I, I really hope, you know, we could get something theoretically this month out of Direct. You know, it, it is that time potentially, or, or maybe hopefully yeah. something later this year. I, I do expect something to hear or see something this year. That is my hope and expectation. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, no, f- fingers crossed. I would love to see um, anything keen to play this and, and, you know, a new take on this 3D Metroid, which we haven't had in, in, in a very long time. But, uh, all right, before we get out of here, we've got one last thing. We've got uh, Weird Nintendo. All right, and so this time it is all about uh, a Pokemon and Van Gogh display, which happened in Amsterdam. Um, I was thinking, like, it was a bit crazy, this, because there was exclusive merch and it was just getting sold straight away. And um, you see Pikachu in this Van Gogh outfit and it looked very beautiful on a Pokemon card. But um, four workers at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam are no longer working with the company um, at this display. Um, according to a story from a Dutch newspaper, um, the museum has uh, got rid of or suspended sorry, staff because of their behaviour. Um, they were suspended and apparently, um, you know, uh, uh, with the reason, you know, it was a couple of public servants and security guards being um, amongst those impacted. Um, the source I got here, this is an article from Nintendo Life, but they're quoting a uh, uh, an actual newspaper called Het Parool. Um, Het Parool was informed by sources that one employee tried to pilfer a package containing the rare Pikachu Van Gogh Pokemon cards, um, which is uh, why they were suspended doing that. Um and one other obvious problem was that some staff members were informing guests in advance about the exhibit and providing information on how to purchase tickets. So a bit of inside uh, knowledge trying to help people uh, get these merchant or these these cards and merchandise and things like that. Um, and one of the person people who had been working at the museum for twenty five plus years got fired as a result of this, which is a bit sad to see. Um, so with all of this and everything selling out, it seems like it was a bit of a, a bit of a chaotic time, um, which seems to be a case with a lot of Pokemon events these days. Uh, you know, the demand just uh, outstrips supply, and uh, this weird and crazy behavior from people um, seems to take place. Um, but yeah, the actual Pokemon Van Gogh collaboration had six paintings by Van Gogh, which were reinvented with Pokemon. Um, there were special products and an exclusive Pokemon card that quickly became the most desirable item on the planet. Um, and the display ran from September last year to uh, just last month in January. Um, Jeff, had you seen these cards at all um, and uh, any of the potential hype that had surrounded them? Yeah, I saw, I've seen it and... Uh, I don't know. People go crazy over Pokemon merch. So I do. I'm not. I'm not surprised, but it. It's. It is. It is a little bit surprising how far some people will go, to to get stuff. Uh, so was the, were people not supposed to know how to buy tickets? That's where I'm. I, I'm a little bit confused on, on why that particularly, is mentioned. But uh, the the definitely the 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 attempt of stealing them 
It's definitely a yeah, a, a yikes. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it must have been hidden how to purchase. You know, like tickets when and when they become available. And so, you know, if you buy a ticket, yeah, you probably yeah. got ac- better access to getting the card. And so, um, all that insider knowledge that you know uh, they want to publish publicly at the same time for people had been you know not done in that way and uh, resulted in some people select people who had connections knowing early and so they could do things to ensure that they were um, ready for it when it happened and so um, yeah just just a sad thing it's you know you're working at somewhere for 25 years you love that place and then you do it because of Pokemon cards you lose your job I just a uh, um, bit of a crazy sad reality but uh, you are so right Pokemon merch and especially cards makes people go crazy absolutely gaga mm. and uh um i hope it was worth it for the people <laughs> yeah yeah and there there's the videos of the um of people going in when it when the thing opened and just like mobbing the place yeah and, like, the videos of like it was like any, it was like any like black friday video from like people in the u.s like like trampling each other over just for yeah the, a Pokemon card, you know. Yeah, or those those uh, LCD plasma TVs back in the day when they were coming out, and people yeah. were going crazy yep. on Black Friday for those. So, um, yes, yeah, a similar thing here. Sad, sad to see, but uh, you know, um, people love their merch, and uh, until Nintendo keep or the Pokemon Company keep uh, making the ample supply, it's just going to be one of those things that uh, that keeps happening. But uh, but Jeff, thank you so much for coming on to my show. Really appreciate it. Um, the time has flown today to get through all this. Um, yeah. Uh, you're definitely a Metroidvania <laughs> fan, uh, more than qualified to come on today and talk to me. I've really had a great time. Um, if people want to hear you. or see more from you, where can they uh, find you? Uh, I am Jeff Troidvania on almost any social media platform that you can think of. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I've, I made sure to secure that everywhere. So Twitter, <laughs> X, whatever you want to call it, um, threads or um, uh, YouTube, Twitch, um, almost anything blue sky if, if it's if it's even super obscure i'm probably you on got that nice. in some fashion um not facebook though <laughs> you don't know, need facebook for this facebook. stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, uh most of my content's on my youtube channel and i stream on twitch i stream tuesdays normally if so if tuesday nights so 9 p.m my eastern standard time is around the time where i do it yep so if you like to watch people stream that's when i'm doing it so you can catch me there or like i put clips on my youtube as well awesome i'll have all that in the show notes so please check out jeff uh knows his stuff really uh uh, easy going nice nice sort of content and when you're watching his streams um (laughs) be the case as well um so yeah thank you as well jeff troidvania i've been uh intenvania this is the show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and checking it out. We'll be back in a couple of weeks um, in the lead up to Princess Peach Showtime. Happy gaming and bye for now. <laughs>